What's up, everybody? Welcome to another Modern Lending Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Alec Hansen. That feels weird. I never thought this would be like a show, but apparently it's a show. I don't know how I feel about that yet. But today, uh, I'm excited because, man, we live in the virtual world now, don't we? We got pushed more and more violently into this virtual space, and that affected all of our jobs, how we do things, but most importantly, it affected how we connect with other people. And so a really good friend of mine, a sister of mine in another life, Devin Hernandez, runs um, employee experiences for Lone Depot. Um, she's a she's a true professional, and her life changed dramatically with COVID on how we connect with people. And so I wanted to bring her on. I want to talk about what she's doing and what we can learn from uh, together. So let's bring on Devin. Hi, Devin. What's up? Hey. All right. So the comments are live. Let the trash talking begin. I'm sure we'll get some people that want to just make fun of me because that's your job normally. So just no. you. Just you. They won't make fun of me. No. No, they know better because you're like, you give out swag, you hook them up, like right? you know where all the, the chairman's elite events are. And so you're like, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. There's so fun. much bribery that usually people are pretty nice to me. All right, so Devin, before we start, um, share with everybody, you know, your role at Lone Depot, what you've been doing, what you love doing, like give everyone the background here. Sure. Um, so Alex Sheridan, I'm the VP of Employee Experience, which is kind of a catch-all. So it's a little bit of meetings and events. It's a little bit of a philanthropy and charity. It's travel. It's a bunch of things. It's basically anything that touches our employees and how can we make it impactful and exciting and authentic to Lone Depot. So I do a little bit of everything, but I'd have to say my DNA, um, what I've made my career in is making really impactful events, whether they be virtual now or in person. So that's what well, I do. And I've been here for, it'll be 11 years this year. 11 years. So you Eleven be, years. You're like you're you're ahead of me by one year. I have to one up you at something, so it's going to be that. <laughs> okay, so um, give everybody an overview of some of the favorite events you've done, and like just I want people to understand try to get out because I've been to sure. so many of them and they've been so cool, and I want people to understand like what scale you're playing at. Yeah. Okay. So let's start like smaller, but probably the most impactful is our new hire orientation. And for any folk, anybody that's heard me, I was on Chris Medean's show a couple weeks ago and we talked a lot about that. Um, that's one of my favorites because it's every single month. So it feels a little bit like Groundhog's Day. Um, but it's so impactful because it's so different than most companies. Like we put so much more passion into it that it's not like here's your training manual and go watch these five videos and take your test and let's hope and pray that you do well it's so much more than that um and it was five days of live events um 11 years ago when i started and it's five days of virtual events now um but one of my favorite parts of that is you really get re-energized every time you talk to a new hire when somebody comes over here and they share the way that they feel about Lone Depot and what this is doing for them in their personal life and professional life, like it just rejuvenates you for things that you probably take for granted every day. So that I would say is one of my number one favorite events. She is, but definitely one of the most impactful and coolest ones. So that's number one. Okay. Um, number two, the launch of Mellow. So, and you were oh. there, you were on stage. That was ridiculous. Um, 
So I'm just gonna just back this up a minute. We were in the middle of um, our incentive trip for retail and I get a call and like, we're launching Mellow. And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> and I think we pulled it off in like two and a half weeks. And we already had this a meeting event, this national meeting already planned. And we're like, okay, how can we just like steal this meeting and also launch Mellow at the same time? And so we had two different ballrooms set up. We had all of the salespeople in one room and it felt like your normal sales meeting. Yep. And then the next morning they walked into a different room that had I'm not even going to tell you the dollar amount of audiovisual and like creative staging. And we made a Starbucks happen. We made a living room scene. We had, you know, all white acrylic furniture throughout the room. Like we really wanted people to feel what mellow was going to feel like. Um, and then we did it live on Facebook. We, and that was so early on, people weren't doing those things yet. Oh. So, I mean, that was an incredible event that I think challenged me and my team in a whole different way. So I'd say that's number two. Do you want a number so, three? By the way, before you get to number three, so everyone, you can actually go watch that on YouTube. You can yeah. go watch the world. So you can see the set and the experience Devin's talking about. It was crazy to be there. I mean, the whole wall cool. behind Anthony was video screen. I mean, it was 90 feet by 40 feet tall. It was gigantic. That's gigantic. It was, and it really had like an Apple-esque feel to it. And I think anybody that was in that room just felt the power and the momentum of where we were going in that moment. So achieved, objective achieved, yeah. All right, you have a number three? Number three, Chairman's Elite. One of my favorite things, um, and we do it for three different business channels. We do it for retail, we do it for direct, we do it for our wholesale group. Each of these groups are very, very different demographically, how they qualify. I mean, just age and where they sit in the, and, um, in the US and even in their environment. You know, some of them are remote, some sit in branches and then some sit in call centers. Um, so that event, I think, challenges myself and my team so much because it can't be a plug and play. Like we have yeah. to look at each group and say like, what's gonna excite direct, what's gonna excite retail, and what's gonna excite wholesale. Um, so that one's super fun and it takes us to some of the best locations in the country and in the world. So, I mean, personally, I've got, I love traveling around and checking some cool places out. So it's definitely one of the benefits of my job and my role here. Okay, so, I, I, and, I, and I'll have to, I, I gotta give you a little compliment on, on the event stuff that you do. I'll one of my compliment. favorite things on every event you do is trying to want, wonder what little tiny thing you're gonna pull off. Nobody, <laughs> a little gift, a little something that is unique that no, no one thinks about. Um, you always do such a good job in those kind of little wow experiences. In fact, I, I try to teach a lot of loan officers like to copy that in the mortgage experience. Like look for those moments where you can come in and do something that's unexpected that delivers that smile and that experience yeah. goes, this is above and beyond. Well, and I think to play in that, Alec, like one of the things that my team and I talk about so much is we're a big organization. We have 10,000 employees, but I don't ever want my team to seem robotic and mm -hmm. not personalized. And so we don't use, um, you know, we have an events at Loan Depot email box, but you'll never not have a person answering you with a name. And even for our events, you know, if Kate is my attendee manager for the event, every email from her says, hey, it's Kate. Can I help? Like whatever you need, however we can make your trip 
personalized and special. Like we haven't lost, no matter how big we've gotten, we haven't lost that personal touch. And so to me, that draws back to that gifting and those special touches is that my team doesn't get to say, okay, we're so big now. We don't have to care about each individual person that's attending. Like I know you, I know your wife, Erica. I know Dan, I know Doreen, I know your sizes by heart at this point. I'm pretty sure that I've built Dan Hansen's entire closet over the last 11 years, (laughs) right? Fact. Um, But I take a lot of passion in that and so does my team. I think we know the spouses just as much as we know the individuals that qualify for the trip. And I think that's what makes it special and it's, it's real for us. Like it's not a stage, we're not an external company, Loan Depot hired and says make this meaningful. We're part of Team Loan Depot too. So yep. I think passion comes through. So so let's so I have some questions for you. And here's kind of where I want to start it up. You know, in in the glory days when COVID wasn't the thing, um, you and I worked together on several in-person large sales rallies. Um, and I'm I love yeah. sales rallies for a thousand reasons. I love getting together, I love community, I love, you know, just kind of the the it, celebration and employee recognition. Like there's so many layers to these things that I love. Um, but uh, and we've had a blast. So I mean, we've done Disneyland. Um, we, we, they all got screwed up. And then of course I called you and said, let's, let's do digital. Right. Let's, I was like, and so what, what did you think when I first threw that at you and what were your thoughts on that? I was super excited because I knew that my team was preparing for some of these things. And to be honest, Alec, this is where I will give my compliment back to you. If I was going to go down the virtual event, road with anyone. I'm glad that I got to go down it with somebody that's tech savvy, that's already out there, that's already built in a, you know, a personality and an ambassador to the virtual world. Um, because it's challenging, right? Like getting on camera is not natural for everybody. And I, you know, I know you personally, I, I will call you my friend. And I know that it's, it's a lot of work for you to do this too. And it's a lot of work for me to do these things. So to come online and be there for six hours, takes a lot. It's fun, but boy, is it exhausting too. So I think um, when you asked myself and my team to kind of engage in this, I was excited that you were going to be our first to go down that road because I think it was going to be the most fun. I knew that we were going to challenge the boundaries and that we were probably going to do some duct taping in the background, Um, (laughs) but it was going to happen. And shout out to Kenny. He just commented on Facebook. Kenny Arroyo is my new event and meeting production manager worked for the dude forever. Uh, he's done a lot of events with me. He's super, super talented. And that's the type of people that I want on my team now that can help us bring virtual because it's not here for a minute. Like no. it's here to stay and we're building our team to be able to do these things. So thanks, Kenny. So why don't you share some of the stuff your team did for this virtual event to try to make it not another Zoom call? Because there's like Zoom fatigue. <laughs> right. And it's like, it it's, it's real. Yeah. And so you know, now it's like, okay, we're going to get six hours of this kind of virtual event and we're going to have a happy hour. I mean, so share some of the things your team brought to brought to this story because it was it was really blew my mind. Yeah. So if it's cool, I'm going to start with some of the challenges that you kind of go through when you're doing a virtual event. Um, mm. And so, Alec, you brought to us and I looked at it and I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to be on Zoom for seven hours. <laughs> Like, how are we going to do this? Seven hours. So, right, when you walk into a general session, your sales rally, your national meeting, whatever it is, you walk into this ballroom that has 
things that are visually stimulating you, whether it's like the, the signage, whether it's the little gifts on the table, whether it's your name badge, your journal, the people, your networking, the gigantic screens. Like there's so much that's grabbing your attention that's keeping you engaged um, in the content and everything that's happening. When we change that and we throw you into your living room, your office, your car, wherever you're taking this, you have a million distractions. Yeah. Like I know, like I got my kids running around. I got my dog. My husband's on Zoom in the other room. Amazon's being delivered. <laughs> like there's a million things. Plus I've got my email there and nobody can see that I'm just like typing away on my email while Alec is doing his thing. There's a million distractions that we're competing against in that moment. So I think when you and I and my team started planning this, we really tried to think about how can we create different engagements throughout. And so we started to layer things in. And to some that look at this, maybe like, wow, there was so much going on. Like there was a DJ, there was an artist, there was Alex, there's a guest speaker. But it's like we're trying to keep an ADD person like super focused. And I think we did it and we killed it. And I'm really proud of it. Um, I think some people may be like, that was a little much. But for the majority of them, I think they were so much more in tune than they would have been. Had we just done. Uh, than this for seven hours, right? Yeah, and you know, you know this, and I know this, but like, so specifically, like, yeah. So Go even ahead. in live events, you know, there's always people who aren't happy with something. Like, you, you know, you can't please <laughs> 500 people. You just can't. You can get close. But there's always gonna be someone who like the coffee was cold or hot. At live events, it's funny. Like, you didn't give me enough food. Like, whatever it is, right? You're like, come on, I'm trying here. Temperature. Temperature. It's the worst cold thing in the world. Hot and cold of a ballroom. And now it's on you. You control your own thermostat at home. But I, I think you're really dead on. And, and there's a parallel here that, that I want to get to later. But, you know, uh, maintaining attention in a space where you're at home, the kids are there, the dog's there, the neighbors ring, rings your doorbell, you know, your phone, you, you could just put your camera off and just do whatever you want to do. And like, it's so different than being in an event where you're live with everybody hanging out. It's just radically different. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we we brought a bunch of different things in, Alec. We did a graphic artist, which shout out to John. He was an amazing artist that sat with us live. And the biggest compliment in the world came back from him. He's like, that was so was much so fun. Much he doesn't work for Lone Depot. Yeah. He doesn't work for Lone Depot. He's got all these other things going on. He does a bunch of different conferences, but he came back and he's like, that was so much fun. You guys are so cool. And I'm like, we just made mortgage super cool to a total outsider. So I think that was a complete win. So we had a great graphic artist that was that was um, drawing along all of our speakers. And then we had a DJ uh, live out of Philadelphia that was helping us out as well. And I just think the culmination of you know, a mixed agenda of different people. We gave breaks. We've got all these other components. I really think we did a nice job of keeping people's attention. And it seems like the group, they were pretty happy with what they got. Yeah. And I, I do want to give a shout out to all the managers who finally got on video because I, you know, I'm pushing everybody into video like aggressively. And then I just forced them. I'm like, you have to send me a video thanking your employee of the year and your ops partner of the year. So get it in. Um, but I, I think it, those videos, when we, when they played through kind of in the virtual reality environment, like, I think they, I think they had an impact. I think they really meant something to somebody like the people got to hear. And I'll tell you this too, Devin, I, I, this is one of the big learnings I had on virtual events. Um, the comments that are live that you get direct feedback, you know, normally when I'm speaking yeah. to a bunch of people, 
I, I get kind of head nods as feedback, but I'm not getting like mm -hmm. direct feedback. And it was actually really cool to have people being like directly commenting in, as I was talking or as someone else. I, I loved that. I thought that was really like heightened the engagement for me. And I hope so for them as well. It's also one of the reasons why I like these live environments because we're getting comments like Kenny's jumping in because now I'm like, yeah, you guys are part of this experience. You're part of this conversation with Devin right. and I in that virtual reality event. They were part of the conversation if they wanted to be. And that was really cool. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It was, it was fun. And I was messing around with people and in the chat box, I know you were as well. And it calls people out. So they're not just like, you're not just watching. This is not a one-way opportunity. Like you're part of the audience, you're live. And I think you and your team did a really nice job of, you know, we were projecting the different Zoom screens on your virtual stage behind you. And when people won, you were pointing them out and high-fiving their screen. Um, and it was awesome. And I think it reminded people like, I see you. Because I think that's the thing that people miss the most right now is that they just feel like it's easy to feel like you're at home and nobody's connecting with you. But like we really made um, and we made a point to make sure that we recognize people and we see you. We're here with you. Um, and I think it was fun. It was a good time. So um, where are virtual events going in your mind? Because, you know, you mentioned Kenny. But like, I know you're looking forward and you're looking at all this stuff and you're going, okay, like where, where are these going to live in parallel to in-person events, you know, as those become, you know, back in, in style, you know, how, where do you see this going? Cause I'm, I'm curious where your brain's at. Yeah. I mean, I probably should have had Kenny next to me cause he probably knows a lot more than I do on this part, but I'll tell you what I think. Um, what I think is that we're going to see an evolution of hybrid forever. Um, yeah. There's going to be a group of folks that, for any which reason, don't feel the same comfort in traveling or going across the country to go to this event or that event. Um, but then there's going to be a pe there's going to be people probably like you and me that crave human connection. Um, so we're going to have in person, and we're going to have people that are going to be joining virtually too. And so I think building into all of our meetings, we have to find a way to bring in that virtual attendee. It's just it's going to be just as important as how we set the seat for someone who shows up in front of us. So I think we're going to see that and we're probably going to see that forever. Um, and I think it's going to be, I think that's going to be one of the best benefits, at least from my side of the industry. So Alec, you mentioned at the beginning that we used to do these sales rallies um, at Disneyland. We did them for years, right? And there's a reason why we kind of, we stopped for a year or two. And I'm just going to call it out. Live events are expensive. They are. Right. There, there's a lot of components to it. You're traveling people and it's not just about getting somebody to your meeting for five days, but they've got to fly in the day before. We got to feed them. We got to get them in a hotel room. So live events get so costly too for an organization. And so you start to limit your audience size because you're like, okay, like let's get it down to just the key hundred folks that we can get in the room. And then we'll, we'll send out PowerPoint slides to everybody else that couldn't be there. And I don't know any person that's felt like, oh, I read that PowerPoint and I totally got the point. I mean, they're not that impactful. Um, so this virtual change for us has given us an opportunity and kind of a gift to say we can do these events again. We can make our audiences large and we're not, you know, I'm not going to tell you that virtual meetings are, are free because they're not. If you do them well, they do have a cost to them, but you get a we're back in our audience again. We're back with our people again. 
Um, and I think we're doing a really nice job of it. But that was kind of like the silent gift to me in the moment is it allowed us to bring some things back that we may have put on the back burner for a couple of years because of costs and constraints. You know, and it's funny too, because Devin, it's not just about scaling, you know, look at the high level of events of, you know, 100 people, 1000 people events, that kind of stuff. But then you have to, you know, I go back down mentally to like, what about the branch manager who used to hold sales meetings? you know, in-person sales meetings and give a little award monthly mm -hmm. recognition and, and all, and, and, and now it's like, got to pivot virtually. Everyone had to pivot virtually. And I'm just looking down going, man, that's got to put a ton of pressure on everybody, not just what you do and I do, but what a branch manager does. And so, you know, there's skill there. There's new skills to learn. Like how do you hold an effective virtual meeting and, and how do you keep attention and how do you, and you know, and, and by the way, yeah. you know, it, it, people turn their cameras off. And so it's like, you know, they, or they don't even own a camera, right? I mean, they, they can't even get on Zoom. Yeah. You know, there's, so I'd love for you to share some like secrets and tips and tricks you've learned and, and tactics and all that fun stuff for everybody listening, because it's, it, it is a whole new area. And like you and I ran into it head first because we're like crazy people and we're like, we'll figure it out. Like, I hope it doesn't blow up. Right. Um, we're going to do it. You know, other people <laughs> who are just like terrified. And, 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 or yeah. not, not feeling equipped at all. So we'll give them, give, let's hear some of the secrets, Devin, spill it, spill the guts here. Sure. So not even from a meeting side, but uh, you know, our organization uses Microsoft teams as a main communication tool, which is, you know, we all moved out of the office and I don't have an office phone anymore. And so every person in the organization can call me on audio or by video every time they want, every single time I answer on video. It doesn't matter who you are that's calling me. I don't care if I've met, you know, if you're one of the 10,000 employees that I haven't had a chance to meet yet, every single one of you will see my face. And it's funny, I answered a call yesterday with one of our recruiters and she's like, oh my God, your video's on. And I was like, yeah, you should turn yours on. And we had a conversation. She's like, do you get ready like every day? And I'm like, no, I don't. Um, but that's not the point. The point is, is that I don't get to hide from you when I'm in the office. I don't get to hide from you when we went into a boardroom together. So why am I trying to hide from you at home? And I have connected so much deeper with a lot of my team members during this time. I have employees that sit in California and in Arizona, and I have seen my own California employees more than I ever have in the last five years they've reported to me. And so the connection with this team is so important. So I think, you know, think of the basics. It's not just about how am I going to show up virtually for my meetings, but start doing it in your everyday life. Like oh, even so um, I look at my kids, um, I have a five-year-old, a 12-year-old and a 14-year-old. So I got kindergarten, junior high and high school. So please somebody pray for me because the last seven months have been tough. <laughs> but it's funny if you watch them, none of them take phone calls anymore. They FaceTime their friends for every single conversation. And I'm like, really? Like you guys, they don't even text anymore because they don't even want to write, um, which maybe is a whole nother con conversation. But they FaceTime constantly. They, they're not afraid of that. But yet we try to hide from those things too. So I'd say just start with the basics of force yourself to get comfortable because it makes these things less uncomfortable. I'm not worried about going live with Alec today because I do it every single day. So I'd say that's a big thing for me. Dude, that's a huge tip, <laughs> huge tip that's underrated. You know, I was just I, on my last um, podcast, I had a buddy of mine, Sorab, on there, and he, he always defined it as putting in the reps. And like what you just described was perfect. Like you're just, you're practicing, even if it's with your uh, employee or, right. or colleague or peer across the country, you're practicing 
looking at a camera, you're practicing showing respect, mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're probably getting better at it because you're like, oh, that didn't work or I didn't like that. And so you're changing things, <laughs> you know, but that's, that's huge. I mean, I can't, I can't highlight that yeah. enough. So, and then um, for the folks that hate looking at themselves on camera, so a couple of my tricks, I have a whole Lone, De Lone Depot wardrobe that I've purchased. So I've got a shirt for every day of the week. And so it does help because I just know that I wanna be on brand and I wanna see my logo on the screen, you know, the Lone Depot logo on the screen. Um, I always wear earrings because they immediately make you look more dressed up. And now I accessorize with different types of glasses. <laughs> So if you look at my desk, there's like four different pairs of earrings, two different pairs of glasses, because that's all you see of me. So this is what I'm going to dress up for you. So there's my simple tip for there. Um, the next thing I would say is just your level of excitement. Um, there's a there's a saying that text and email always comes over neutral or negative. And I always take that to heart when I'm reading people's messages that normal you know to convey excitement in an email is really really tough and so somebody's never there people tend to take those things the wrong way so if you can talk to them that'll help but two when you're talking on camera you have to you have to increase your energy level almost to the point that you're annoying yourself <laughs> like i'm sure my household is making fun of me right now like what is mom doing but you've got to bring it up. So like that inner cheerleader in all of you, like bring it up 25% because you are combating all the distractions and I need to make sure that you're not gonna stop listening to Alec and I right now. Um, so I've got to put it on, I've got to turn it on. And, and that's what makes it exhausting too. I mean, Alec, I'm sure like, after our the sales rally, I sent you an emoji of like a little kid in a ball on the floor rolling. <laughs> like, I'll talk to you in 12 hours because it's just it's straining, but it's so rewarding too. It is. Yeah, so I really, I really resonate with that. Um, video, you've got to come up a notch. And and when you're hosting team meetings and you're doing you know sales meetings and you're the leader of that experience, you've got to come and bring it all. Um, because yeah. otherwise it, it does it, the, the, the digit, the not in-person effect pulls down the energy just naturally. You just don't, you can't, there's no one else here. So you've yeah. got to bring it great tip. So, um, the other thing that I would say from a tip is know the tool, get in zoom, play with it, watch other people. There's tons of things out there that tell you how to use the tool. If the zoom is the one that you're going to use the most, but understand how to share your screen understand how to mute people or unmute people. It's so funny. I do so many video calls. I'm no joke. I'm on video probably seven to nine hours every single day, which is a bit ridiculous. Um, but I have vendors all the time that are like, Oh, this is Devin. She's like the zoom queen. And that makes me laugh, but they're like, she can share screens like nobody is business. And I'm like, really? Like that's a new, like that's a talent that I have <laughs> is I can share screens. Um, but it's oh, funny. So no, I got to go nerdy on you now because you know, you know the yeah. thing. So have you seen that? I told, I showed you this. Before, right? <laughs> yes. I okay. tried to order one. This is a stream deck for those of you guys that don't know. And down here on all these buttons down here, um, I, I hotkeyed because zoom has hotkeys, right? Like in order to mute all, it's like alt a or something. I don't remember. I had to Google it. <laughs> and, and so you, I assigned hotkeys so I can mute everybody. Right here, I can I can share my screen. I can unshare my screen. I can mute myself. I can all the features are built into this little little stream deck, <laughs> and so instead of having to hotkey or 
click around, if I, if something's happening really quickly, bang, my screen's off. You know, my, you know, my naked six-year-old runs in here, bah, screen off. And uh, But it's, you're, you're totally you're right. Know the tool. You don't necessarily have to go that dorky. Um, but I just didn't want to keep no. having to click, <laughs> click around. I wanted one button to push. And, but yeah, I mean, you got to know your tools or else you can't use them effectively. Know the tool and find someone who does know it really well. I know, you know, in my, um, in the industry and organization, our industry that I'm part of, meetings and events in general and hospitality has been an area that's been really, really heavily hit with COVID. I mean, I've got lifelong peers and that have been jobless for for months. I've got hotel friends that have worked for the same hotels for 30 years that don't have jobs today. And it's it's sad. And I'm not necessarily better at my job than they are. I'm just really, really blessed to be part of a growing organization and part of an industry that's not impacted in the same way. And for that, I'm, I'm truly grateful. Um, but I've reached out to so many friends like, hey, I use Zoom seven hours a day. If you don't know Zoom and you need help, message me. And I'm I, seriously, Alec, like for this group too, like I made three different videos already. I've given them to the tech department of Loan Depot. Like if you, if someone just doesn't even understand how to schedule a meeting or how to use this, like, dude, I've made a bunch of little videos. I don't look great. I don't sound great, <laughs> but I'd rather hand them out to you and empower you to know how to do that because it's the simple things. And I think that's what scares people about being virtual is like, what am I sound like? What do I look like? And what if I don't know what I'm doing? And people are watching me get flustered. So know the yeah. tool, practice the tool. And you practice the tool by using the tool more frequently than just like once in a blue moon. Yeah, I was going to say, just like your last point, as long if you're practicing and you're using it in your daily use, you'll start to figure stuff out. I mean, I cannot tell everybody how many times I've opened up a Zoom alone, hit the record yeah. button, hit the record yeah. button and talked so I could hear how I sounded, how what 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 the mic sounds like, like check yeah. because I want to know. And then I would figure out and use the YouTube and figure out how to like improve it. So yeah, I mean, yeah, get on. Okay. Anything so the else? other thing you talked about, is like, how do you, how do you engage people? So, okay. So that's how you get ready for it. You know, you're going to practice your tool. You're going to use it more frequently. You're going to find somebody who knows more than you do about it and ask them all the questions. Yep. Um, but then you're in the event itself. So um, one of the things about Zoom that that's a bit of a challenge is once you get over, um, and it depends on your computer, once you're over like 16 people or so, then you start to have pages of folks, right? Grid. And grid. you and it's hard, right? You've got the grid. <laughs> and if you're on an iPad, then you've only got nine. And if you're on a phone, then you've got six and so on and so on. So um, you have to work really hard to engage people. So if you're a manager holding you know, smaller group meetings of 20 or 30 folks, one of the things is you have to get other people involved in running that meeting too. Because yeah. if they're just going to sit and watch you the whole time, it's lame. Like give your people things to do to participate. <laughs> they have to help. And it's, it's building ambassadors within your group too, but it keeps changing the view. If you are talking the entire time and your 30 people are sitting there on mute, guess what? Their screen never changes not one time because you're the talking head that's in the top left corner and that's it. But the moment that you start engaging with other folks and having other speakers within your group, the screen changes. People move. As somebody speaks, people move around. Um, and it's it's important for the for the human eye to see things because they're like, oh, something changed. I need to I need to see what's looking. So it's also just an engagement strategy. Um, so that would be an easy one, I think. 
No, I, I, share the love, cool. share the weight of being with other folks. Yep. All right. What else? Um. So what else? Um. What do you want to know? I mean, I do this well, all day I, long, I, so I kind of feel weird. Let me piggyback on your comment about the the sharing the load because I think that's super true. Like one of the things I see people do in their meetings is they put up a PowerPoint or they put up the agenda. And the static yeah. agenda is there and that's useful for a period of time because I want to see kind of what the day is. But then unfortunately they're running a meeting with the agenda up and and they're minimized now to the little side of the of the Zoom thing and I can't, you know, and and it's like it like to your point, if you don't keep the action moving, whether it's new speakers, different things coming up on the screen, like our brains go into white noise like mode and we just stop hearing. We stop just it doesn't stimulate us. We stop paying attention. And then all of a sudden now that my camera goes off and I'm on my phone and I'm over there doing an email. And I, I totally agree, like bringing up your rock stars, having them participate, them share stuff, them doing updates. You know, not just one person can absolutely change the space. So let me ask you this question. You mean then. when when you turn into like you add a donkey head when you're not part of the conversation anymore? Yes, yes. Snap, snap yes. cam filter. So I'll I'll share this everybody because it's super embarrassing, but that Devin knows what's happening here. So I have massive ADD, and when I'm done with a meeting and it's still going on and I'm emotionally done, I have a bad habit, which is I kind of like start doing stuff on the computer. I'm at the keyboard; the keys are here. I can just pull up a new screen and be doing something. Uh -huh. And so I. Um, I hotkeyed on, I hit a hotkey on accident. And sometimes I use snap cam during snap cam filters during meetings because it's, I can turn yourself into a potato or a donkey head. And so I'm in a meeting, in a prep meeting with Devin. Like I'm over here, like typing away, doing something else, muted. With I vendors, on. with vendors. <laughs> it's not just us. It's so not good. And then all of a sudden, like I, I had hotkeyed myself into a donkey head. Was it a donkey head or like glasses? Yes, it was a donkey. It was a donkey. Oh, I mean, talk and about it was great because I immediately said, I think we're done with this meeting. I think Alec is done. Well, <laughs> we can finish this offline, um, which was awesome. But you know what? It brings up a really good point, Alec, is that you have to know your audience. Like, I know when my audience is done, like, don't belabor it. <laughs> So it is helpful that I know that about you and that I know when you're done, whether you have ADD or you turn into a donkey. Oh my gosh. But it it is was, yeah, I, I have to, now I realize like turn off the snap cam thing or if you're going to multitask so that you don't turn yourself into a jackass with everybody sitting there and you don't even, I didn't even know like that yep. I had a donkey head on. So that was incredible skills by me. Um, don't do that. <laughs> it was awesome. All right. So question for you. Yeah. How do in-person events come back? Like, what are they going to look like? I'm sure you've been thinking about some of this a little bit because, you know, places yeah. are totally yeah. reopening. So what do they look like in the future? So, I mean, it's kind of funny. We've been working with some of our vendors to see even just like what floor plans look like, like visually, like how is the room going to look differently? Um, and it's, it's weird. So if you picture a room that you could have a hundred person event in, that room can now accommodate 20 people. <laughs> so the size and the way that people are set up and having everybody distance and one, but you know, all the days of people getting irritated, like you squished me into this table with one person on this side and everyone's those days are gone. Um, 
And so I think that's why it's also so important to have that hybrid approach is because we can't physically like to hold a thousand person event is going to be so different. Um, and everybody's individual risk tolerances and what they're comfortable with are different too. So um, I've seen a couple of folks that are doing in-person meetings right now. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't recommend them for my for my group right now because I just don't think if your goal is connectivity is your if your goal is to get people face to face because that's the you know that's the key part of live events and if they're having to stay that far apart from each other right now that's really difficult to achieve um, so I, I think we're doing a great job with virtual events I think they're here for a while longer. Um, I don't know where this is going to go, and it and it's it's hard because everybody's risk tolerance is different. Everybody's organizational risk tolerances are different. I mean, we both know companies that have their doors open today and have people in their offices, but Lone Depot has made a radical and amazing decision to keep our employees home, and and I and I commend them for that. But there's organizations that haven't, so you know, different organizations think differently, different states, different countries. I mean, I'm looking at contracts for different, um, for different, I don't, I won't, don't want to leak any chairman's elite information. I'm careful here. Well, it's international. But, You've leaked that. Uh, I Everyone did knows. not. Because <laughs> um, you heard country. I heard it. <laughs> but uh, so it's funny because we're having to layer in those things. Um, you know, what a country feels about it, what a specific state does. And then you've got to think about your individual people and how they feel about it too. So I know everybody's anxious for them to come back, but if I released chairman's elite today and said, we're going tomorrow, how many of you would, would sign up? Yeah. You think about it. Yeah. It's really complicated. Unfortunately. It, it is super complicated. Um, and it's been part of my team, you know, for 10 years, we've planned these, that has been a key event for us. So it feels kind of like out of, like we're out of step, not having it in our rhythm yep. and our rhythm of um, getting ready for it. And uh, it, it does, I mean, it just, it feels different about it, but we've got some cool things in store. We've got some hopes and some plans. We've got some dates. Um, so we're super excited and, and hopeful that uh, next year we'll be able to bring everybody back together for that event. Me too. I would like that. I, <laughs> I, I like the virtual stuff because there's really different. I mean, I, they're just different experiences. I mean, a really well done virtual event or virtual sales meeting or sales rally is different. It can still be good, engaging. People can still enjoy it. It can still have value. Mm -hmm. uh, and and it, But it's just going to be a different thing than we can all get together in a room, which again, to your point earlier, like has its own big giant list of problems from expense to just people's personal preference to I don't sometimes I don't want to sit in a room for 10 hours or five hours or whatever it is. So they, they all have their their places. But I think you're right. A hybrid view is kind of where the world's probably going to move. Well, and I think for, you know, for for you or for any of your folks that are watching that are that are planning these events, just be conscious of your audience. Be conscious of, of how much they can handle. I mean, you said it. You don't want to go sit in a ballroom for five hours, but you also don't want to watch zoom straight for five hours either. Right. So there's no. so much that's transferable from a live event to a virtual event. And maybe that's a good tie in for us for this like next little piece is when my team approaches a virtual event, the rule book didn't get thrown out the window. 
Like a lot of the same things come into play. We still had to think about how to communicate to them and how to get them excited and to, to drip campaign the different guest speakers and keynote speakers and special guests that we were going to have. We still thought about swag, but we switched and we went digital on our swag, which yeah. I have to say, like, I really like it. And I'm just going to do a, a plug out here. My husband works for Lone Depot now as a loan officer, and he, he attended this event, which was incredible because we were on two different sides of the house. I'm like production running on the on the east side and he's on the west side of the house actually watching it go live it was super fun um, but we did all these digital assets for them afterwards so they had you know digital assets to put on Facebook LinkedIn Instagram that they were attending they had different phone screens of the key um, themes from the meeting so that they could live a little bit longer for them they had desktop updates for them that had those messages on there and I know from my husband I see it on his phone every day and it makes me smile I see it on his computer screen because you know having a strong mindset like it's something he wants to focus on and I'm like we did that like we we gave that to people and that's that's swag that's the same thing as me giving you a name badge or a journal on your seat that had the name on it, but we just had to do it a little bit differently. Um, we thought about food, like we had a happy hour with you, right? And yep. if we were at um, a ballroom or a hotel or a restaurant, we would have had hand-passed wine and this and that, but instead we had personal curated boxes sent to our top performers with the bottle of wine that met their personality match with a couple of items in there that's in their house. And then we showed up later to do a cocktail hour with them. So if you think about it, there's so many of the same components from a live to a virtual. It's not a new playbook. It's just, it's a challenge, but it's not a new playbook that's out there. It's still those connection and those small touches. It's just how can you do it in this world and how can you have it show up to their house? And I think Steve Sims may have said it in your rally. People love getting stuff in the mail. <laughs> They love an Amazon delivery. Um, I can't tell you how many people from that event were posting their boxes um, for their Chairman's Elite wine and everything showing up to their house. And then the week before that, we sent out a gift to every single employee in Lone Depot and I watched unboxing parties all week long. Like you can still do the same thing. They just take a little bit more of a different logistical twist to it. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so we're, we're, we're at the end. We, we, this was super helpful. Love the basic tips and tricks for people who are trying to run their own little event virtual. It doesn't have to, like I said, I mean, the scale doesn't change the opportunity to impact somebody personally. So if it's a 500 person event or a, a meeting with your office and 10 of you, you know, there's still a huge opportunity to use the virtual to its advantages and then to figure out how to come back around that and, and pick it up where it's weak, like personalized gifting. And, and you're right. Everyone loves packages because mm -hmm. when you physically get something, it has all of your yeah. attention. You know, Steve's comment, you have to touch it with both hands. You have to open it. You know, you get, you feel it. You, you get yep. it. It's an incredible different thing. So what would you share as like final tips from somebody who runs events and experiences for, you know, the management team out there across the country who are figuring out how do I connect better with my people? Um, what, what do you really, yeah. what, what's your final little landing pad for them? So I'd say it's going to be twofold. One, don't wait for a sales rally to meet with your team. Ooh, yeah. Don't think that it's just the big events that are impactful. It's doing it every day. And that's that simple thing of turn on your camera. 
That's that, like I do a happy hour with my team every single Wednesday for 30 minutes. Sometimes I've got things to share, sometimes I don't, but I'm physically in front of them and I'm seeing their face and I can see if they need something from me. Like I can tell on their face if they're engaged, if they're disengaged, if something's going on in their world, I can see it. And don't hide from it. So don't don't wait to have this gigantic sales rally where we're going to have StreamYard and we're going to have YouTube and we're going to have a sketch artist and we're going to have a DJ. Like, yes, all those things are great, but that shouldn't be your only point of approach with your people. So I'd say fill the gaps. But then we're not having live sales rallies. And on top of that, you're not going to live professional development conferences either. I know that like besides planning for Lone Depot, we did 85 live events last year. On top of that, my team goes to an educational conference every year and we're not doing that either. Yep. So you do need to fill the void with educational opportunities for your team and making sure they're in, in the loop with the company. So I think the sales rally is a great thing. Town halls, um, just all calls, like get them on a rhythm and schedule them out, whether they're quarterly, but commit to them and, and share that commitment back with, with your people. But you got to fill the gaps in between them. Doing a sales rally once a year is not going to change your people or make them more engaged with you. It's how are you doing it consistently? And then you've got a big one and then a little bit along the way and so on. That perfect advice, Devin. So <laughs> before we I say goodbye to everybody, I just want to thank you because you work tirelessly to, to bring like life and love and happiness to the employees at Lone Depot. And we're so thankful for all the things you do. Um, I'm so thank thankful you. that you told me where CE is off, you know, secretly. So thank you for that. <laughs> did not, yep, did I, not, <laughs> denied, denied. And, and we're just, we're, we're, everyone at Lone Depot is so appreciative of what you do. So thank you very much. Oh, all thank right. you. I love, I love team Lone Depot. I'm purple and green through and through. All right, friends, thank you for hanging out with us today on the Model Learning Podcast. Have a wonderful day, and we'll see you next time on the internet.